What's up, everybody? Welcome to Shooting the Shit with Two Nerdy Black Guys, a.k.a. Two Nerdy Black Guys. I'm one of them. My name is David Majors. Some of you out there might know me as DJM, but nobody really calls me that anymore. They, they really don't. Uh, my co-host, the other nerdy black guy, King Kaz, Brandon Cooper. What's up, Kaz? I call you DJM all the time. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it's mostly the anime kids that, that never really caught on with them. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm good. We're back again uh, after a crazy little week of, of conventions and other stuff for both of us. Yeah, and I got one coming up, which I'm yeah. going to say for another episode because it's, it's not quite ready yet. It's not quite that mm-hmm. time yet. We're, we're we're not lit quite yet, but, but we're close. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I said it. I said it. So, how do you wanna, do, fellow kids? I want to bring something up about this convention that I went to, right? All so, right. for those not in the know, I went to the lovely San Diego, California for a convention known as TwitchCon, uh, which is put on by, if you heard of it the company twitch.tv the live streaming website um and this is their second year okay so so let's keep that in mind this is their second convention Mm, i think i like where this is going (laughs) djm as a fellow person who has been to a lot of conventions mostly anime conventions but a lot of different conventions gaming music um all kinds of things there are just some things that at a certain point you you've seen every convention learn it or they've hired somebody who knows it and and just knows these things but man i don't think twitchcon has one of those people on staff <laughs> so what you're saying uh, is that twitchcon overall uh, did not l- live up very well uh, did did not blow you away is what you're saying? It didn't it didn't blow me away per se, and I feel like they made a lot of missteps that even the non convention goer, even the people who you, you know those people who are just into the thing so much that they go, but they're not into conventions. So even those people were like, "Man, this seems weird." Um, and one of those things that that I'll, I'll bring up is. Now, DJM, you've you've been to a lot of different conventions, and a lot of conventions handle this differently. But the entry, right? Show up to the convention center, and if it's if it's the Thursday or the Friday, one of those first days, you sure, know, you generally sure. queue up, go in, get in that line, get your badge, go through that, and then you know, go on about your day, or go on about whatever you got to do. Um. They, at the San Diego Convention Center, which is a very big convention center. um, It's huge. They used one door for entry. Not one section of doors, one door. And then... Okay. If you had to make a guesstimate, what would you Mm -hmm. say was the total amount of attendees... For TwitchCon. 
there were a lot of them. It had to be in the 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 tens or twenty thousands. Maybe oh. there there were a lot of people, but they they spread out pretty well. Um, they they brought in a pretty good number. I'll I'll, I'll say that. Now they didn't fill up all of the the San Diego Convention Center. Um, they they're they ain't Comic Con. Um, but you when you funnel that many people through one entryway every day, and then on top of it, <laughs> and and this will make you laugh. They also had a bag check DJM when you came in the door, like a table. Well, with people. well. Hmm. You know, Kaz, I'm going to surprise you here with this one. I'm not entirely against this. No, not I'm not against it. But other conventions handle this better in different ways. Oh, you know? okay. 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 Usually, so what you're saying is that the bag check did not go well. No, because basically you walk in the door, you turn the corner, it's right there. It creates a funnel because it wasn't very well laid out as to what you were supposed to be doing when you walked in there. So, like, I walk up and I essentially walked past the dude and he's like, yo, I got to check your bag. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, we had that ridiculous moment because I have a camera bag that has 87 compartments. And I felt bad for the dude because I'm like, do you have to check every single compartment? Because if so, you're going to be here a while, dude. Like, I don't know how you want to do this Um, to the point that he was just like, go ahead, man. (laughs) Uh, So that was that that was that problem. The next problem is using the, the using the majority of your staff as staff for a convention who haven't done those things before also tends to be a little bit weird because they don't they it didn't seem like they had a full understanding a lot of times of what they should be doing or what they should be telling people like one of the things right and 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 i know you've been in these situations the line for the exhibit hall right which for twitchcon they put everything in one of the exhibit halls all the merch all the like demos and game stuff all the like art artist alley stuff like that was in one exhibit hall um which meant that's where everybody wanted to go now here's the thing Cass. was this a convention that had things going on uh, throughout the convention hall or was it all just in one room so they had there was an upstairs area where they did all the panels. That's that's pretty normal. You use the smaller upstairs little conference-y like halls and things like that for, for that stuff. Um, they had a couple of VIP areas for partners and, and streamers and exhibitors and, and uh, people like that. Uh, and then downstairs were, there were the two exhibit halls that they had because there's like a bunch of exhibit halls in the uh, the the San Diego Convention Center, um, but they only had two of them, so they stuck pretty much everything they could in one. So all the like demo stuff, all the merch booths, all the like, um, you know, booths for for stuff, all the TwitchCon like merch stuff was in there. The TwitchCon booths, all the like Artist Alley meet and greet stuff was in that one exhibit hall, um, and then the other exhibit hall was just a big giant stage 
that they did not use as much as they didn't use it for as much effort it as it took to set it up is what i'll say um all right so give me your t- twitchcon experience uh how did it go what did okay, you do so, who did you hang with all of that well i'll give you this i'll give you day official day one we went down uh me and some of the dkg kids we went down and we were like you know what we'll we'll queue up in line for the exhibit hall wait for it to open and then they had this weird thing where well not weird but understandable but still weird where they let all the um partnered streamers and people and let's just call them important people uh important people go in first and then, you know, go do their stuff, meet and greet with, with exhibitors and things like that, and then come out and had everybody else queue up to wait for the exhibit to, hall to actually open. And then here was my problem with this, right? Is the normal civilized adults queued up, right? Then, like, 20 minutes before the exhibit hall was supposed to open up, the monstrous dehumanized fox showed up and just all stood in front of the door. So the chat room is what you're saying. Came up and just made a pile of people in front of the door. So all the people that had queued up in an actual line were like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> like, See, nothing was- about what you're saying surprises me, given that this is revolving around Twitch and 97% of people on Twitch are completely socially retarded. See, no. To me, it's less about it being Twitch and more about it being not having the correct people in place to run these kind of events. No, like, I'm pretty sure most of them were socially retarded. Because people-wise, all the people that... I met all the people that I talked to, like that I haven't met before, like meeting other streamers, meeting other like um, communities of people. Very lovely. I I more blame it on not giving people clear, defined definition. Like no matter where you go, people are sheep. And as long as you give them clear, defined definition, like they'll so fall that in line. whole part about people standing in a line was just lost on them. Did did yeah. does somebody did somebody there need to tell people that stood up that they had to go away for ten minutes and then try and stand in the actual line again ten minutes later? Is that what needed to be done? That is what needed to be done, and no one did that. Like nobody did, hey, 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 what the fuck are you doing? There is a civilized way to do this. Do that. Like you know, because also people don't know if they're supposed to do those things. They should. They should. If they were taking their meds, they should. Well, no, no, no. The, 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 the herd of people is one thing. I'm saying the people who are, you know, have on the, the jerseys and the, the badges that, you know, are like, hey, I'm kind of in charge, should learn how to take better control of those things. And we've been at conventions where you see convention staff have better control of those things and i've been to conventions where convention and, staff and have then no control over those things and then the mutants will say oh you guys are being too controlling you guys are nazis me, me, me. 
yeah, you 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 pay those people no mind. <laughs> That's it. Well, I agree. Um, get your fucking shit together. Other than that, uh, you know, just a few like minor issues that other people brought up to me where people, a lot of, even the partner streamers that I talked to, a lot of them didn't like the amount of exclusivity they felt about things, um, where they felt like for some of them, they were there to come hang out and, and meet and hang out with their their community IRL like and these communities that they built up but a lot of times when they wanted to go do things it was like oh you can go do this thing because you know you're a partnered streamer all cool all you know awesome oh these people can't because they're just you know normies so why couldn't Mr. or Ms. or whomever partnered streamer just go do a thing of their own well, because then it it defeats the purpose of why you're there. Like, for 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 some people, like th- there were times where people were like, you know what, I am going to go to this partner, like this this, you know, I'm going to go use my a little ability that I've I've gained of being able to do this because I'm a partnered streamer. But for a lot of them, they just felt like a lot of times being in the convention center to do things excluded their community from it, like. Or there just wasn't enough space to do, like, cool community stuff, you know, because it was such a limited space that they used. So, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, we didn't I didn't even end up doing much in the convention center. Like, I went looked around for a little bit, went to this panel or that panel or I was on this panel or that panel. And then so I went it and hung sounds out like Twitch. It sounds like Twitch did not have the resources or the know-how to use the real estate they had available to its fullest extent, or they may not have just been able to afford it. Um, I don't, I don't think they, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say what I think or, or, or don't think they could afford. Um, because sometimes it seems like they have a lot of money. Sometimes it doesn't, but from, I don't know. From from a consistent convention goer standpoint, there were some issues, but there was a lot of things that I saw that were just really cool and awesome that I think if they build upon them in the correct way. And and like I said, I'm not hardcore giving them shit because like I said, I feel like it's their second year. There were things that were good things. and there are things that there is room for improvement. Right. But I think at a certain point when you want to take these things serious, you have to do what other good conventions have done. And instead of constantly internalizing these things, sometimes you have to externalize those and, and find people on the outside of your bubble that know these things, right? Cause Twitch is very inclusive of the people that they get to work for them. And I'm not fully sure and i don't necessarily want to hardcore blame anyone because there there's so many possible issues that could have happened um but there when there when you know there are other conventions that exist comic-con all the anime conventions in the world that exist that are at that scale or bigger and run like a well-oiled machine and do things that are great and amazing and fun and, and give people these 
tools and things to do more stuff like that when they come to these IRL events. Like, maybe have somebody from the PAX, you know, community that does their live events come over and and give you guys a rundown of how they go through these things, you know? Because at this point... Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're throwing out some interesting ideas and some interesting thoughts, but you know what all of that comes down to. It all comes down to the bottom line. You're making suggestions. I'm sure a lot of people have made suggestions, but with... An organization like Twitch and something like running a convention, all of these things are beholden to the cash flow. So with a lot of the things you've been describing, it sounds as though TwitchCon year two was definitely run on a relatively tight budget. And it sounds like they might have they might have overstretched their boundaries. Part of it is, so their first year, I think they did in Seattle or San Francisco. And then this was their first year using the San Diego convention center, which is a bigger convention center than the convention center they had last time. And everybody said, because last time it, it wasn't enough space. So they went to a bigger convention center. Um, and they have, for all these things, from what everybody told me, they have Amazon's full backing on a lot of these things. Um, And even in where they announced a new product during TwitchCon, which at this point is earning them a lot of money because they've integrated uh, Twitch subscriptions into your Amazon Prime subscription. So... um, Do you use Amazon Prime? I don't. I want to. Uh, but I've never ha- had. I got a free trial. I got a fl- I mm-hmm. got a free trial a little while ago. It's really cool. It really yeah, is. Yeah, nice. I, li- I like it. It's definitely the kind of thing that makes you want to buy more things from Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> it, it um, really is. It, it's, it's it's. I would say it's a worthwhile product. It is definitely a a, a nice product. There you go, Amazon. Cut that check. Um, there, everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but some of the other things. I, I, I did enjoy San Diego. It was a very nice, lovely city. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. For for me, as a, a consistent convention goer, I did notice some things that I think they could work on. And, and I, I think that could be an awesome event that happens throughout the year. It was a little lackluster for me in in cosplay there weren't as many cosplayers and most of the cosplayers that you did see were there for the cosplay contest and event that happened and then there weren't just there weren't people just kind of casual cosplaying or just hanging out in cosplay like there are at a lot of other conventions like there weren't just people just chilling walking around you know in costumes that i could just be like oh hey let's you know Let's do an. It, it was. It was. It was a pro co- cosplayer thing, is what you're saying. Um, I w- or semi pro Let, Let's say cosplay with a purpose. Ah, okay. I got you. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, just like just like at every anime convention, 
you see a dude walking around with a fucking uh, 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 Street Fighter arcade stick and you're like, huh. And then you never see him again and you're like, wonder what ever happened to that dude. Go to the game room. No, he's, he's in the game he's room. Been. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, you you want to see that dude again? Go to that one location. I bet you'll see him again. <laughs> so, yeah, like a lot of the cosplayers just kind of Just make sure you hold and, your nose. Hold your nose. By the way, um, how did how did TwitchCon as a whole collectively smell? Because my I imagine TwitchCon being a a convention that revolves around streaming predominantly with video games. Uh, I imagine TwitchCon having a smell that resembles a game room at every other anime convention. How did TwitchCon smell, Kaz? Smell that actually sca- perfectly fine. Okay, like I, said, I was going to say, uh, on a scale of one to game room, was it bad, but you're saying no? Three. Four. Maybe. Three. Okay. All right. Um, because most of the people are, like, they're... You you have the kind of kind of no lifers, you know the 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 watch, you know, comparing to the anime fan, the guy who's watched every anime that season and wants to go to every meet and greet and has just been standing in lines all day every day and just like the, pe- the uh, people I talk with on Twitter, I love you guys. Um, you know, there there were a few, but there weren't as many. I think a lot of the people there were streamers or inspired streamers like people who want to get into it or just straight up fans and there to hang out with these people that they've known in these communities that have been built up um so they were just nice kind of cool chill normal people um all right we did go to a couple of i'll, uh, I'll stop healing events. on twitchcon then i'll stop yeah. healing on twitchcon uh we we did go to a couple elbow rubbing events um uh, you Hang know, with the movers and shakers, a little bit, not not very get, much. Get your sm- um, get your schmooze on. Yeah, we we did a little bit of that. It was it was pretty interesting and fun. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. It was just it was nice. Got to meet JVZ. Good man, good man. JVZ, loved that JVZ. Yeah, yeah, Sportshousesandends yeah. dot com. Um, For the fly by night sports fan. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other like specific things that like convention wise that I either want to praise or harp on. But um, I did find it interesting, though, that they did not separate like an exhibitor hall from like a dev hall or stuff like that. Because like there was a lot of times where you walk around and you'd walk between something and you'd be at a mooch a, a merch booth and you're like oh okay cool stuff and then you turn around and it's like oh these are weird oh i'm in the indie game section all of a sudden how the fuck did i end up here like um but i don't know it, it was still so rather many ukulele songs so many chip uh, tunes i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm, I'm gonna be I nice did, uh, i be didn't nice. make the rounds and and uh see some very interesting products and stuff like that. There was a lot of, you know, like, oh, hey, you a streamer? Uh, how about we sell you this podcast uh, uh, graded microphone? And I'm like, it's a microphone. We're done. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Like, nope. Like, 
no no or or like uh streamer friendly headphones like no 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 get the fuck out of my face with that shit there were a couple of people pushing health products that I thought was pretty cool. Um, that, w- that was pretty interesting. Um, Get your caffeinated shampoo right here for thirty nine ninety nine. I did get a free um, uh, fucking uh, pop filter out of a listening to a sales pitch. So that was cool. Uh, I hate sales pitches. It actually wasn't bad. It was these guys are uh, a keyboard and mouse company uh, from Europe, and they're they're um, starting to sell more stuff in in America. So it, it wasn't a bad sales pitch. It wasn't terrible. I was actually pretty interested because they make a pretty nice uh, MIDI keyboard, or basically the the keyboard with, that doesn't have the number pad. Very nice laid out buttons, uh, mechanical, of course, because. Because it's 1994. No, because there's no other keyboard in the world that feels good other than a mechanical keyboard. Um, Okay. They did have an interesting mouse for those people who like to do the horror game stuff. And and, uh, they had a mouse that does a display of your heart rate for you. Um, And it comes with software. So you you don't have to worry about, like, figuring all that out. Does it right there for you? So... uh, Mm. I thought that was rather interesting because there's a lot of people that do that stuff, especially in this time of year. Okie dokie. Go ahead. That's, that's, Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. that's, that's handy. That's useful. I mean, it is if you're into that thing. Um, yeah, but that's it. No more TwitchCon. That was sweet. I'm glad you had a good time, Mr. Cooper. I I'm truly glad. And I'm I hope JVZ had a good time as well. Listen to Sports Odds and Ends dot everybody at sportsoddsandends.com. It's the podcast for the fly by night sports fan, hosted by Mr. Cooper and one JVZ Kaz. I'm really tired. I'm really, yeah, really you've tired. You've been a been a hard working man lately. I have been. I have been working all of the overtime and all of the extra hours at the day job because this company that I work for just moved into a brand new building and uh, yours truly the Deej was kind of the the main person for everything in this building so there was a lot of moving there was a lot of boxes a lot of tech support first day in a new building and a <laughs> lot of executives and managers pulling me in 47 different directions so forgive me podcast if if i sound a little cranky if i sound a little tired because uh old djm needs a nap nap because i've been at the day job for just about two weeks straight every day yomacon is paid jvz hours (laughs) yeah Yomacon is paid for, Kaz. Yomacon is paid for. Yeah. But that brings me to something else. I've been thinking that after Yomacon in November, I have been thinking about doing some traveling. Uh, no conventions, no, nothing like that, but I'm thinking about gallivanting across the good old US of A and 
maybe stopping at some places, saying hi to some friends, seeing mm-hmm. what's out there. Now, the question I pose to you, Mr. Cooper, is that you yourself have done some traveling in your day, I believe. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I have issue with, of course, is the dollar dollar. Now, I, like a lot of you out there listening, I, I have income, I, I have a career, but I also have bills and all of that stuff, you know, adult stuff. So it makes uh, saving and to, to do things like maybe hop on an airplane or hop on a Greyhound and go somewhere a little bit more difficult than it used to be back in the day. Yeah. So, Kaz, uh, how are you pulling that off these days? I'm, I'm looking for a, a little bit of advice on, on just uh, maybe seeing what I could do about uh, making sure that I have the funds to do a little more traveling. Because in the last couple of years, uh, with everything that's happened to me, it's been, it's been difficult to yeah. really do much of anything. Uh, and, and I'm just trying to really reacclimate myself to living a life where I have some decent income and might want to do some things that I enjoy. So uh, how, how are you handling this? So I, I will give some people some of my tips for the cheap traveler. Um, and, and some of these won't be even hard for you. So number one is plan far enough ahead that you have a plan B. Um, and you are, you're, always a, a good person for that so um the the detail wise for those out there who don't know is is when you're planning a trip plan it far enough in advance that if any kind of financial things or anything comes up you can maybe if, if you have a bank that's good at it or or lets you do these kind of things create a vacation account or an a second savings account because you usually have a check-in and savings account but they'll give you like a vacation account that you could just be like hey uh, I want to put like maybe 50 bucks, 60 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks for the next couple of weeks into this account. Um, and then that's just you're already saving. That money is already being put aside. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to travel on my next check, uh, you know, or whatever, pay for everything then. And then something comes up and you're like, well, shit. Um, what am I going <laughs> to do? You know, yeah, that, that's um, happened a couple of times, right? So, so that way you have the vacation fund, and in the in the event something comes up, you're like, you know what? I have the vacation fund; it's going to stay there. I have all my other money that is still in my savings account. I have my normal amount that's going into my savings account. I have my you know my normal bill paying amount. I just spend from that, take care of this problem, and I still have my vacation money. Um, Two, price tracking. Um, Google does it for you if you if you search flights and travel uh, through them automatically. You can you can kind of pick and look at flights and then have them track. So start looking at those dates ahead of time, usually two to three months ahead of time, um, and start doing price tracking to try to see when those those rates go up and down. And I think Tuesday Thursdays are usually the cheapest day rates you can get around flights so usually you want to book a flight on a tuesday or a thursday um not necessarily saying that's the day you're going to fly out but that's the day you want to buy your ticket is on a tuesday or a thursday so start 
looking at the flights for the destinations you want to go to early enough that you can price track them, start keeping an eye on them for a couple of for a, you know, maybe a week or two um, and then be like, all right. So on these days it is where it kind of drops. Uh, it's looking really good. Maybe like next Tuesday, look ahead on the calendar to see what other travel big travel days are coming up around the days that you want to take off. You know, all that goes into that price tracking and traveling thing. Um, always look at that stuff. Um, and then three, the, the advent of the internet makes things amazingly easy to find information on things. So figure out how you want to stay somewhere and where you want to stay somewhere. Um, Airbnb is a really great service. Uh, I, I've been curious about that. Uh, ha- have you done the Airbnb before? Done it twice, but I've never been the person to book it. It's always been somebody else that booked it. And then I've just given them the money. Um, like this last one, uh, we, me, JBZ and a bunch of other people, we did an Airbnb and JBZ booked it and we set that all up. It was a nice space. It was maybe a little less beds than which we already knew was going to be an issue going in because we had more people staying there than it was allotted for in the first place. Um, and we made a, a side deal with the owner to, to, for that to be okay. Uh, don't tell anyone. Um, and you know, there's things like that or maybe look ahead, you know, at hotels in an area and then look at kind of the Uber and public transit stuff in that area so that you can figure out how you're going to get around because travel is always a big part of of a vacation and sometimes people just don't think about that and then you end up spending a lot of your vacation money on taxis and uh getting lost when you're trying to get to a certain destination um in a city that you've never been to before or a, a country that you've never been to before so use the internet as a full resource um you know, like look at a city that you want to go to figure out maybe the, the, not the whole t- specific hotel, but an area you want to stay in and then go from that area and be like, well, I might want to go see this thing. How would I get there? Is it walking distance? Do I maybe need to catch an Uber? You know, stuff like yes. that. Yes. Hmm? Hmm? I'd like you to tell me a little bit about your experience with Airbnb. I'd like you to go into a little bit more detail on that. Um, so, so Airbnb, like any service, is all all the information you really, really want to get is not in the description on the page when you go there. You want to go down to the bottom and look at the ratings and the reviews. Um, that's number one. So when you go to Airbnb and you start looking for a place to go, look at the ratings, look at the reviews. Um, because that's going to come from people generally who have stayed there at that location before. And they'll give you kind of a rundown of like, uh, there's a creepy old dude who likes to sleep outside of the door at night. Uh, and that freaked me the fuck out or shit like that. This current Airbnb, um, like I said, there were minor issues, not big issues that we couldn't get around. Uh, the bed thing we knew was an issue, but we people brought a bunch of air mattresses and stuff like that and we made other space for people to sleep and it worked out perfectly fine um but for a uh, a wandering ronin such as myself 
uh, part of the Forever Alone class, this would yeah, so probably that, be le- yeah, less of an issue. You're, you're not necessarily in a hotel. You're kind of in a nice little living space. Generally, if you're in a more major city, it's usually a space that it's usually a secondary space to that person. Uh, Airbnb, when it first initially started, was like someone's living space that they have no problem renting out and they just fuck off for a little while. They're just like, oh, okay, we'll rent our space out to this person and we'll go on our own little vacation. Um, And usually people have usually a good descriptor has house rules and people screwed that up. Yeah, people people still screw it up. Um, so when you go to the Airbnb site and you're looking at things, you got to think about it like anything else on the internet. You got to take it with a little bit of grain of salt. You want to look that for it's all features. garbage. It's all look for, garbage. Look for house rules. If a everyone have, is out to stab you, if a person does not have house rules on their um, on their page, move on to the next one because that means they don't give a fuck about that space. And it's probably in a shitty place. Um, look for them to give you uh, tips and qualifications about the area. Like the person that we had had on the page. Like, hey, there's a sound ordinance around this time for this thing. Um, so you can play loud music till this time. Uh, the place is you know, pretty secluded. There's some businesses on either side. Um, there's walking distance of bars, which it was. Um, and stuff like that, but it was also California, so there was a lot of homeless, but that comes with fucking California. Uh, like, and that wasn't something we did not, you know, that wasn't unexpected to see homeless people, like, on across the street, sleeping in the parking lot. Like, that was to be expected, because we knew where we were. Um, so in other words, Cass, just research. pay, pay attention, mm-hmm. do your research, do your research, do everything you can to avoid getting stabbed, which, as we all know, is impossible. But it's pretty you know, possible. Try, yeah. try to avoid being stabbed. Other, other little. Trials. Did I tell you what happened when I started playing Overwatch? Yes. <laughs> Did you get stabbed? Well, hmm. I didn't get stabbed so much, but th- there was a wound. There was a wound, an emotional wound. Uh, I, I was trying to heal people, you know, heal the sick, s- spread the wealth, pay it forward, and all of that. And some rather derogatory comments for such a thing on the internet, because no one on the internet is a nice person, and you will get stabbed. And eh. all the time I've been playing Overwatch, I've only recently had one person be try to be shitty, and then everyone, even on the opposing team, was like, "Are you are you mentally challenged? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, we're talking about most people playing video games and, and the the anonymity of the internet. So yes, pr- probably something they probably haven't taken their prescribed medications they probably haven't had a good meal in a little while so they might be a little bit of a cranky pants well here here's the thing right and 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 this was said very interesting the other day when i was watching a a a pro streamer the other day is um 
he said when it, there's you know there's a moment where a lot of people play competitive games and mentally they're frustrated because they're not good um you know but they can't see themselves as not being good so they try to nitpick at everyone else because they don't they don't notice those moments where oh hey i won that game cuz the uh, the rest of my teammates did really well or the other team did it, really is this poorly. what they call is this what they call at least in the fighting game world i believe you're talking about the salt yes um uh, so yeah. what happens uh, is yeah. you have these people who think that they have the skill think that they have the mechanic that they need to play the game but they don't and they only get more and more frustrated until it comes out right like you can have people that that start the game as the nicest person and they're like hey man we're gonna go into this and we're all gonna work together um and then they turn into dark side phil yeah and it's because they don't know how to cope with not actually being good at the game or not having the actual skill for the game you know so well, it's, it's a very interesting prospect. Stop playing video games for six months at a time, like a normal person. Or, or just stop putting, stop, stop thinking that it's going to, you know, t- turn your life around. Just play and have fun, unless you know, unless you are a professional gamer, and then do your career and practice. Unless you're one of those people that does the stabbings. Then you might want to stop playing for a while. Yeah. Calm down. And please don't hurt me. I'm (laughs) genuinely terrified. The internet, Kaz, is a horrible, disgusting place. I love the internet. How dare it's 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 a hellscape. It's it's a sewer. It's a goddamn sewer. It's a wretched yeah, hive of is a scum great, and villainy. It's a great, amazing place. I don't care what DJM says. I hate I'm all of you. I hate each and every one of you. No, you but I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to Two Nerdy Black Guys, everybody. Even though I hate each and every one of you, I'd really like it if you were to follow me on Twitter at Just Call Me DJM. So you can find out about the other podcasts I'm doing. And... You should follow Brandon Cooper at King Kaz on Twitter, and you can see all of the things he's doing with Drunk Kids Gaming. You can see his fantastic photography on his Instagram page, which I believe is Instagram.com slash King Kaz Photo. Mr. Cooper? Mm-hmm. Yes, T is. And uh, that's also about.me slash King Kaz, where you can see all that other stuff he's doing. And he loves you, he thinks you're great. So I think I think you're scum, but I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you tune in next time.